0: 1-5 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley and everywhere in between. This is the Fifty Fifty Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 50-50 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. Here we go. It's another edition of Inside Texas High School Soccer, Season 3, Episode 3. I am joined by the Obi-Wan Kenobi of Texas High School Soccer, Mr. Papasakuritis, Coach Rafa. Rafa, how are you, buddy?
1: Pretty good. How are you?
0: I am doing great. Before I forget, let us let me remind you, we are powered by our, our proud partners, College Promoters USA. They are America's premier college prep program and high school student athlete marketing service since 1997. Located locally in the San Antonio area, you can find them in the Ventura Plaza Shopping Center, but you can also find them on social media on Twitter at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA, as well as on their website at CollegePromotersUSA.com. Rafa, what's going on, buddy? How are you?
1: much. Just enjoying the day off for MLK Day, so happy Martin Luther King Day to everyone.
0: Yeah, happy MLK Day. Hope uh, people are enjoying uh, enjoying the many things, right, that make this day special, taking advantage of the day, and as well as resting, recuperating, recovering after a very busy weekend uh, in the state of Texas with Texas High School Soccer. So, um, how was the weekend?
1: Pretty good. I got to see some some good games. Uh, I got to see a big comeback, uh, which I thought the team had it, had it in the bag, but. Just, yeah. just that one little thing can spark it up and cause it. A good comeback. And so congratulations to that team, which I'll I'll get yeah. into in a bit. So I'll say right.
0: that. Right. We'll talk about it a little bit more later. But <clears throat> so did you have like uh shades of uh shades of Hyde Park last year? Uh was it was it that <laughs> pretty, dramatic?
1: Pretty much. It, and then came down to almost close to the wire. So it just yeah, like I said, it just that one little change of the pace or with that one little mistake kind of you know it just opened the floodgates there
0: mm-hmm. yeah 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 good deal yeah um yeah good it's good to be back after a busy weekend obviously as you know also i was i was in wimberley with my squad at the the lady texan wimberley lady texan showcase lady texan cup showcase i think it had a couple of different names floating out there but uh it was great it was a uh, it was great to see some of these other schools in person as well, meet some coaches, talk with some coaches and, uh, and yeah, you know, be able to participate, uh, be the only private school at, at a very, very strong, uh, very strong uh, public school UIL tournament. So uh, took, took away some things as well. And it was good. It was good to be a part of it. It was good to experience it as well. It was good for, it was great for, uh, for our players Learned a lot. Learned a lot about themselves as well, and it's it's really the reason why you uh, you do these tournaments, right?
1: Yeah, it's so when you compete in these tournaments, you're playing teams that you may normally not see have different styles, and but it prepares mm-hmm. you for your district game for your district playoffs. Well, especially with I know, for the public schools, I don't know with the private schools, you guys are already in in district midway through district play. I know when when I coach, you know, we would go out west to prepare when we're in the north side district, we played West Texas teams to get real physical teams and and got us prepared for it. So when we started district play, you know, we're, we're you know, we're ready to go and, you know, kind of flex our muscle and we're and it allowed us to be successful on the field.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So so we're going to cover a lot of that stuff today. Um, In case you're joining us, thank you for joining us today. So, again, this is, excuse me, this is episode three, season three, episode three of Inside Texas High School Soccer. We're going to cover a couple of different topics today. Obviously, we're going to talk tournament talk in terms of this past weekend's tournaments, Uh, kind of hit on a couple of things, highlight a couple of things in terms of what we saw, what got our attention, as well as matches, either matches we viewed, we had the opportunity to view over these last couple of weeks our best matches our takeaway over these last two weeks <clears throat> excuse me uh and then we'll also and then we'll wrap up with our region one preview where we'll look at some of the top teams to look out for in certain districts in 4a through 6a in region one both girls and boys so but before we do that i'm going to go ahead and bring in our new as you know rafa our <laughs> our podcast team continues to grow And it's made up of great contributors across different parts, uh, different parts of the region here in South Texas, as well as across the state. And I am proud to introduce our newest member of our our podcast team, who's gonna be a special contributor for the 5050 podcast. He brings a wealth of knowledge going over going back about 20, 25 years. Not that I mean to date him, right? But (laughs) going back about 20, going back about 20 to 25 years. Uh, in uh, in the state of Texas, really, uh, with a really big focus both in South Texas and North Texas, he is Mr. Steve Sanchez. Steve, how are you, buddy? Hey,
2: doing good, Hector. I appreciate you uh, having me uh, join your your team and uh, being alongside uh, Rafa as well. And uh, it's 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 a good uh, it's a good little combination here with uh, with uh, the three of us here. So uh, I really look forward to you know being on the show. Uh, a little bit more often this is my second time on the show I think that was on Easter the uh, last year and that was really fun a lot of a lot of fun that was kind of uh, the end of the 2022 UIL season and so uh but uh 2023 is is, is starting hot already with uh, Texas soccer but uh, but no thank you very much for you know uh having me join the team and and I look forward to working with uh with both you guys
0: Awesome. Glad to have you. And, and apparently you didn't get the memo, right? Rafa, Rafa didn't remind you that as a part of this team, you are not allowed to be an Arsenal fan. So we'll uh, we'll rediscuss. We'll uh, we'll hash that out later. But uh, I appreciate you being a brave man. Or maybe you just lost a bet. I don't know, Rafa. Is there any insider information there? Did he just lose a bet? Maybe.
1: Uh, well, me and Steve go back because we, we coached together with the right. Texans when I first moved out yeah. here. So. And so he's yeah. he's been a great friend, and he's very knowledgeable. So I'm glad that he's part of it. Yeah, maybe he needs to add a little. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the EPL, so I do I gotta crucify too much of <laughs> the Arsenal stuff. Yeah. You know, maybe he needs yeah. to add a little Real Madrid stuff in the back, because so that'd be oh. fun, or even some SAFC stuff. Even though we took yeah. one in the chain yesterday, so
0: <laughs> I was hoping you would not give a a Real reference this to, on today's show, because yeah. after yeah, that's, yeah, I know. I have it. I DVR'd it, but I don't know if I want to watch it. Uh, yeah, I saw the final result. We
1: got to yeah. give them one. You know, we're full sorry for them. We just got to <laughs> give them a trophy because they're going to gonna get eliminated. To keep it a rivalry,
0: yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To keep it a rivalry, right? We got to let them win every now and then. Is that how it goes? Yeah. yeah. So uh, speaking of which, speaking of that, and obviously kind of segueing here to Super League talk, um, earlier today got to see episode one of uh, The War for Football on Apple TV right new think it's a think it's a four-part series right and uh absolutely phenomenal it was uh, a lot of it bits and pieces you kind of already know but it's just it's exceptionally well done well produced and uh it just the way it kind of ends right at the end of episode one you know no spoiler alerts just simply uh yeah you, you know it's on apple tv if you have it gotta watch it it is definitely worth the watch so I know what I'll be doing over the course of this week, so uh, definitely two thumbs up on the uh, the War War football on Apple TV. So, uh, so yeah. So Steve, welcome! Uh, excited to have you here. Appreciate you. Appreciate you uh, being here and also ready to work with us. It's it's a special year, just as you said. Twenty twenty three has already been kind of rocking and rolling a couple of weeks, and yeah. I mean we had tons and tons and tons of games over these last mm-hmm. two weekends, particularly this past weekend. Yeah, which we're going to get to, and uh, we're going you know, to start off. So there's three key tournaments that we are going to talk about. Rafa, why don't you go ahead and tell us just briefly those three that we'll be talking about while I bring up our graphic.
1: Yeah, the key ones that we have is the Austin Lakes Elite Showcase here. We're near our backyard. Uh, we also have the I-10 Shootout, which is one of the biggest tournaments for girls' soccer in the state, which it's run, it's run really well. So kudos to them. And then also the kind of the traditional one that a lot of the elite teams do come is the the Governor's Cup in Georgetown. This is around the second week. So those are the kind of I'm saying the other there are other tournaments out here, but those are kind of the three main ones for the week for week two that a lot of our our teams, you know, that are in our power rankings, you know, go compete every every year.
0: yeah well said and i am uh reattempting to open it up correctly here as uh, as we as we speak but uh yeah so we are going to start off with the uh, the i10 shootout and uh, courtesy so these final overall results obviously so first things first in terms of the the marketing piece the informational piece the accessibility to information and just um just in terms of the coverage you know the i10 shootout kind of you can say stands alone, right? Uh, very unique setup. It's a it's a it's a women's soccer it's a women's soccer tournament, but it's set up across eight schools in the KDISD district, and they're broken down into as you see on your screen, eight different brackets, right? So, uh, and it's just phenomenal. And then obviously in terms of they they were even live streamed as well. The the finals were live streamed along with a recap, and we will post that. We will follow that up and retweet that with um again you can go to the i10 shootout you can follow follow them on their twitter page as well as on instagram and they also have a dedicated website to this so great coverage and you can also find their uh, their coverage on um, on youtube so great stuff there uh so as we look at this guys uh what kind of so we see here eight eight brackets right and we're going to go through these kind of briefly what kind of stands out what gets your attention initially
1: I think the one that stands out to me is Lumberton. The the Lumberton girls, because they had a good season last year. They had a good run. And it shows that I think they're ready to make another run for four, four, a girls there in region, region region three.
0: Yeah. I think for me, um, particularly being on the private school side, right. There's St. Agnes jumps (laughs) out at me right away. Not the, not shocked whatsoever because that is a powerhouse of a of a division one six a program <clears throat> in taps, but they're playing amongst the big, bo- big- boys uh big girls I should say here in this case right and uh they uh they emerge victorious as one of the eight champions, so that initially got my attention along with lumberton as well but uh very much kudos uh kudos to saint agnes uh steve
2: yes uh right there with you with the... With St. Agnes, um, you know, they've got I believe they started that tournament off with uh Cypress Lakes, and which you know the Cypress teams are usually you know pretty competitive. And I know that was the um uh, the the Katy Tiger bracket. Um, I'm not sure who St. Agnes played in the final, but um, you know, I know Katy was on the top part of that bracket, and St. Agnes yeah, it, was,
0: it was Katie. it was Katy, it was Katy High Katie. School, Katy High School, it was Katy.
2: Yeah, so Katie. for them to yeah you know, beat Katie on, you know, pretty much their, probably their home field. Um, Yeah. You know uh, well done by San Agnes. Um, let's see. I'm s- still looking around here. Um, Lumberton as well. And, and, uh, and Taylor Taylor is a uh, Katie Taylor, uh, won their own bracket, but you know, that's a, a staple as far as, you know, being at state pretty consistently for the, uh, for the women's side coming out of uh, region three you know, so not too surprised to see them uh, but it looks like they're already on the right track to, you know uh, you know, making a run at district and then possibly uh, you know, state bound later on down the road as well. So yeah, they're always, you know, in the mix with uh, you know, coming into uh, March (coughs) and April, Katie Taylor's usually, you know, uh, a solid team there, but yeah, no good results and and great stuff um from you know all these teams uh seven lakes is another one that uh you know comes out of that uh katie isd and uh you know same thing with them you know there could be a a preview of you know what's what's to come in that uh that district uh once we get i know today we're you know we're talking more about region one uh, but region three down the road, you know, we might <laughs> bring this back up to to talk about uh, region three, and and might be talking about Katie Taylor and uh, Seven Lakes as well.
0: Absolutely, um, Rafa. Anything? Uh, any other thoughts on this? Anything else that maybe <clears throat> aside from Lovettin that maybe gets your attention, or just over the weekend the tournament play?
1: Well, there was Seven Lakes. They had a big win that Friday. That Friday contest, they knocked off. Frisco Wakeland that's a big win for them knocking yeah. off the defending 5A state champs and yeah. and and it's gonna and that's that win's gonna go a long way for them you know I think they're probably gonna be the favorite besides with with also with Taylor to win that district but also they they kind of catapults them to win that region three if you can beat a high caliber team like Frisco Wakeland you know, push for White has beaten some six eight teams too, but to have a, a notch right. on you know a win on their belt for that, it's a good confidence booster for those girls. And I think that they're now they're gonna have that target on the back as far as you know, winning that region now for region three. So like I said, keeping out eye on seven lakes here. I think they're gonna I think they've taken that next step, you know, being yeah. a state cap caliber team. Now can they match it up and going into the taking into the state playoffs? I mean that's for the state tournament
2: yeah right. exactly because of the fact that uh you know like rafa said of course we know frisco wakeland on the boys side right but this being the girls side they've won region two and five eight three out of the last four years um and out of those four two times they've won state so you know for for seven lakes like rafa mentioned to you know win that that game and you know, take that side of that, that bracket, that Spartan bracket.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, that's big stuff right there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and again, this is a lot of, it can't be said, it can't be stressed enough. This is a lot of just moving parts in terms of the the logistics, how they play this out, this tournament as well. And I know, you know, we had Brandon Rich on here, our, in our last episode, the operations coordinator for this tournament sits on the board as well and gave us a little bit of a breakdown in terms of just the volunteers, the sponsors, the fact that they're playing this at eight different locations as well. So pretty phenomenal stuff. But overall, just I mean, kudos to that entire staff, volunteers, the board there at the I-10 Shootout in particular, the the marketing piece, the social media piece, the accessibility to information on this has, made, has really made it stand out. As an exceptional, exceptional tournament, a very much pr- what's is, what's kind of ascending as a premier level tournament. I can only see uh, some of the schools that they're going to be attracting in uh, in the future, because this is this is an exceptional tournament. So, yeah, there's, um, there's something
2: like uh, six, sixty-four teams or something like that. for, And it's just girls, correct. Right.
0: And that's just varsity. That's just varsity. That's they, varsity. they have this that's going right. on for they, JV as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <clears throat> excuse me so so yeah so congr- uh, congratulations to all participants in the i10 shootout kudos to the uh the winners the bracket winners and champions as well but in particular obviously the big winners is just you know south texas texas high school soccer south texas KDISD, and that i10 shootout board exceptional work exceptional work so mm-hmm. all right uh so let's uh let's go ahead let's move on thoughts on so we talk about the austin uh Austin Lakes Elite Showcase. Thoughts on that, Rafa? Uh,
1: this, there were some interesting matchups on, on this on this uh 20 for twenty twenty three showcase. You know, for me here in San Antonio, bringing some of our elite teams coming up there to compete against some of the Austin awesome teams, but then you're also bringing some of the best teams from Dallas and Houston, and even add some teams from Laredo. You know, the Laredo soccer right. um, scene they got some good teams you know i think they they're coming here knowing that hey you know in order for us to take that next step we got to see where we how we compete against some of these you know elite teams so it's good for them especially reper right their right for district we even had a an El paso team east lake they came out you know to showcase their you know their team to see how they matched up to you know some of the teams that we had on this 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 past showcase
0: mm mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Was there any, when you look at it, uh, when you look at it, any, uh, any key matches in this one that stood out to you that got your attention, maybe the most?
1: I, I think the one I was looking forward to was the Dripping Springs and, and Lee game. Cause that was, that's going to be an intriguing matchup. I mean, that's a potential playoff game, depending on the, where the brackets are. So that, that's a possibility. Right. We could see them, but, um, also another one was, uh, you know, Lake Travis, you know, going up against, you know, Brandeis. Brandeis kind of is like the upstart team here in San Antonio that's kind of probably going to do some damage this year. Um, but also Brandeis had a, also another key game against uh, Rockwell Heath, who was a, a runner-up not too long ago. And just and then there's other ones, like I mentioned, like I said, Eastlake, you know, they're up going against a team from, you know, uh, Irving MacArthur, um Rich Point against the Houston-Dallas matchups. Um, you know, South Lake Curls boys came here, so there was a lot. Cause a lot of great games that you know we're you know look, kind of looking forward to. But those are some of the key ones that I've looking, you know looking at the schedules. I hate this is going to be. going to yeah. be a top-notch yeah. game coming in.
0: Right, I think what got my attention was just the uh, the significant. <clears throat> was that result in that Lee dripping Springs match, right? It's just, you couple that with Lee's, uh, San Antonio Lee's results from last weekend. It's like, they're, (laughs) that's the question, right? They're starting to look like the, uh, the Lee of, uh, the Lee of recent memory, right? Uh, so are they, that's gonna, you know, as they start segwaying into a, a big district matchup, which we'll talk to a a little bit more later this, this week, uh, are they back, right? Are they back? Uh, so that's going to elude some of those questions as well, which we'll find out a little bit more this uh, later this week in a pivotal district matchup. So, uh, Steve, thoughts on the uh, the Austin, Austin Lakes Elite Showcase?
2: Yeah, Rafa kind of mentioned it a little bit uh, about Brandeis, you know, being that upstart team here in San Antonio. So they're in that, you know, although they're Northside ISD, they do play in the Northeast District with – uh, Reagan and Lee so Rafa and I we, we, we ran into each other at a couple games uh, last you know week <laughs> and uh you know discussed yeah it's it's gonna be a uh, uh a tough little race between Lee Reagan and now you throw Brandeis in there you know the way that they're playing and that result that Rafa mentioned about you know over uh, Rockwall Heath 5-0. That's a pretty good result. And then to come back and I think they, they tied, uh, the like Travis, like Travis one, one. And I know they, uh, I think they lost their last game. Was it was 0 to Capel, Right. Yeah. I think.
0: And, uh, yes. you know, Capel you're talking about Brandeis, you're talking about Brandeis, Brandeis correct?
2: Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, you know, Capel's you know, pretty well known to, you know, be, uh, you know, up at state for, you know, UIL state and stuff. So, uh, but it, yeah, for, for Brandeis to be putting results together like that. Lee, Reagan, watch out for <laughs> for Brandeis, because they're 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 coming for district. And um yeah. I haven't seen them yet, but um, you know, being here in, in San Antonio as well, that's uh, mm-hmm. definitely a team that I'm gonna be on the lookout for to try to get out and watch uh, a game or two. Um, but uh but that that's pretty much what uh what's what uh of stuck out to me as far as the austin lakes uh tournament um i think i had mentioned that i wasn't able to see too many results this weekend i had some other things going on but um you know that was uh yeah that was pretty impressive for me to 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 see that so let me ask you a question uh for this austin lakes do they actually have a champion or is it basically like a it's a a showcase right showcase format okay showcase format correct
1: Yeah, that, that that final win over and Springs by Lee, that's, that's a statement. And that's kind of like a warning to yeah. the other teams yeah. in their district. Like, we're back. I, I think they fixed from what happened last year. I know they had some injuries last year and they had some issues right. with goalkeeping. I think they fixed that. And and now they're starting; those pieces are starting to come together. And knowing Coach Rogers, you know, like I said, they were going to bounce back. You know, after a disappointing season last year, right. And I, I had a feeling they'd be a, in contention. You know, to challenge Reagan, and it just what they've done now shows that you know we're back. We're going to take care of some business, and you know we're we're going to hopefully get back to you know to Georgetown this this coming this coming year. But like I said, I, I think Brandeis has a say about that. You know the. Which we'll talk about in a bit. And but then also don't don't count out Reagan. Reagan's got a, still got a great team too. Oh yeah. You know, it's mm. it's a three horse race for that district. So yeah. it's yeah. just Lee. gonna come down to who's gonna who's gonna take that next step to really take a stranglehold of that district. Right.
2: Right. And Lee, you know with
0: that, what that what I'm sorry, go ahead, Steve. Go
2: ahead. I was just gonna uh, say that Lee, you know, Rafa talking about Lee's goalkeeper situation. Um I so I saw Lee play last weekend, right? Again, so yeah. Cedar park in the final of the Alamo Heights tournament here in San Antonio. And yeah, Lee was, Lee was strong. So Lee came out fighting, you know, they, they put two on the board, um, halftime it was two Oh and Cedar park came out strong, very physical in the second half and mm, kind of reminded me a little bit more of the way Reagan plays, you know, a little bit more physical, you know, high pressure. Um, and Lee struggled with that a little bit and, kind of move some of their stronger players from what I saw a little bit more defensively. Cedar Park wind up scoring on a, on a corner kick, two to one. And then after that Lee did what Lee does and they played their beautiful game and it, you know, they got back on track and they wound up putting one back in uh, ended three to one. So, you know, um, looked a little suspect with the, you know, the against (laughs) the physicalness, but that being said, you know, they did, you know, kind of, had that switch, turned it back on, and took care of business. Um, Got some very phenomenal players uh, on their team. Um, They've got a really good, uh, what looked like, attacking midfielder and then a winger uh, as well that, uh, you know, kind of like to me, that's the meat and potatoes of their team. Uh, But going back to their goalkeeper situation, um, their goalkeeper just got signed here for, I believe, Texas A&M, San Antonio, and so – uh, and he looked very strong and they, they played out of the back as well you know to back to him and he was very good confident on what he was doing with the ball so um yeah i think they've got their goalkeeper situation uh back line little suspect but you know it's early in the season you gotta you know Correct. take that into consideration there's still chemistry that needs to be built and that's what you know district is for so uh, well that's what these tournaments are for and then going into yeah. district you know, so. You know, come March, you know, um, you know, I think there'll be uh, a lot more chemistry back there. So um, right. the, the one so result you know, from
1: this, this one was they, they didn't score a goal on the, correct. on the. Correct. And that's and that's probably now like you meant to see, I guess, that chemistry is now starting to kind of fall. In place. Right.
0: Right. You know, we talk about <clears throat> we talk about some of these teams in in this showcase, right? The Austin Lakes Elite Showcase one of the things excuse me one of the things that kind of quietly stood out to me a little bit was the results that lake travis was getting during this uh during this showcase and what was largely perceived where coach bamel was resting a lot of starters right i don't know if you saw that or not um, but that was largely reported on social media so and they were still taking care of business right so so that was kind of a little bit of hmm. Okay, so yeah. that's kind of starting to answer some of the depth questions as well in terms of them making a run at defending their state title in Region Four. Because, as we know, there are going to it's going to be some of the usual suspects, right? Uh, come late, uh, come uh, late March, early April, in terms of Region Four. So, uh, more to come on that as well. But so let's go ahead and let's talk about it. So, we were talking about uh, Brandeis. Brandeis and a pivotal matchup coming up, San Antonio Brandeis, in a pivotal matchup with San Antonio Lee, a 28 6 matchup. And check me on this, Rafa. That is Wednesday at 7 p.m. at uh, Blossom Athletic Center, correct? No,
1: oh, I think it's 5 p.m. on is Tuesday. It, is it a 5 p.m.? Yeah, it's a 5 it p.m. A, Tuesday
0: at Boston. Tuesday, Boston West. i meant <laughs> I meant Tuesday. Tuesday. I don't know where I got Wednesday from. I meant Tuesday. Good check. Well, Wednesday, there's so another Tuesday, we
2: <laughs>
0: Tuesday, 5 p.m., so, and t- go ahead, tell us about that one, Steve.
2: So Wednesday, I believe it's uh on the, on the girl's side. Uh, Was it Taft and Brennan? Yeah.
0: On the girl's yeah, side. Yeah, no, the bigger one, the bigger one will it's be on Friday, on, Friday <laughs> on the North side. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're kind of, you're, you're getting ahead of me a little bit here, but uh, yeah, that's Friday, Taft and O'Connor. That will be at North side Friday, 5 p.m. But yeah, yeah. Multiple big matchups, but yeah. So it's big, essentially yeah. in 29, 6, a right with since you brought it up steve uh, 29 6a you have taft taft o'connor and brennan which are kind of really largely considered in on the women's soccer side to be the front runners in 29 6a they will all have played each other within the first 10 days of district play which is very interesting very interesting so um but thoughts as we come back to lee and brandeis uh that's tomorrow 5 p.m i have no idea where i got wednesday 7 p.m from so that's why i said to check me thank you for that um Thoughts on on this matchup? That's a very early big matchup.
1: I, I think this is going to be, I think I know for Lee, you got to hold 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 ground and, and win at home. You know, I think Brandeis, you know, some of the confidence that they received from this weekend is try to steal some points, even probably even steal the win. So to get you know, because it's going to come down to the last few games. Kind of like the situation with with, with and Taff and and O'Connor girls last year, it, it came down to the fuck with them playing each other to the end. This is going to be right. a key game. So if Lee really wants to, could, you know, put their kind of their stamp on here to get the, into the district title race, they got to win this game. And because, like I said, they still have that showdown with Reagan, pretty you know, later down on the line. Brandeis, like I said, is the same situation. You know, they want to contend. They got to they got to steal one from here, or at least steal some points. That way, they can take care of when they face them again at home, whether mm-hmm. at Ferris or at Gus.
0: Thoughts on that, Steve? On that big matchup tomorrow? Yeah. So this is a
2: you know big big uh, district, you know. So they start their district early because there's so many teams in in, in this district. Um, so we've got two months of district play, you know, beginning.
0: Uh, well. Yeah,
2: beginning tomorrow.
0: No, it actually started last week. It started, I think, today is actually, wasn't it? There was a dish, Madison. Last week? No, it actually started last week on the tenth. Yeah, because I was
1: at the Reagan Clark game for the boys. Yeah, Yeah,
0: never mind. So that game, that game,
1: Clark Reagan really struggled with Clark, and that was a little eye opener there.
2: mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but these two powerhouses
2: in Region Four to be starting off district. I mean, you want to, you know, get some points, and I know Lee already. got points uh already got points last week with their opening match um so yeah this is going to kind of see who's you know going to kind of you know take that that first step forward as far as winning district uh early in uh early in 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 mid-january you know i think district runs all the way to the middle of march um but yeah in 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 mid mid mid-january you're going to have a front runner here you know of course you know there could be a, a draw or you know, tie. So it, it, it kind of, uh, but if I could, this is the game I would be at. I, I got a coach tomorrow, but unfortunately, you know, but, uh, so this is a great, great opportunity for fans around San Antonio. Y'all want to, you know, if your son or daughter doesn't have soccer practice or, you know, you want to take them to the game, it's going to be over at Blossom 5 PM. This is a great, great match. Um, them to go uh check out and yeah. i believe there's other games around there as well uh so i, th- I think that if, if the boys are playing at five then the same the the girls play at 7 p.m correct i think they swap yeah they swap swap out and yeah. so yeah, yeah.
0: so yeah, a, big game, out, a big shout okay. out a big shout out go ahead Rafa. go
1: ahead like i said the other so the other key game so i was looking at their schedule is um when Reagan faces Lee, and that's going to be on 5, 5 p.m. game two as well on the 24th 4th. of January. So that's, that's uh, lander.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's for the them. very next Tuesday. That's another great,
0: great match. Uh, great match to go see as well. So and uh, so a shout out really quick before I forget because if not, I know they mentioned it to me. <clears throat> uh, big shout out there on play for San Antonio Brandeis on their men's team both Boston Babi Arts and Eden Rodriguez 2024s that are also College Promoter USA athletes. So college coaches, you need to be checking these guys out. Okay, They're, They are some studs. They are some players. So big shout out to our College Promoter USA athletes in Boston Babi Arts and Eden Rodriguez. Um, and one final talk before we move on to the Governor's Cup. Thoughts on that big matchup between Taft and O'Connor, women's soccer on Friday, 5 p.m. Drafa.
1: Uh this this is the one game that I, I know O'Connor's looking for a little payback <laughs> from last year because the Taft loss kind of cost him the district title last year. So but one thing with Taft, they've been tearing it up. They went down there in the valley, yeah. they took care of business. Uh they got a good good squad back. I, I think and O'Connor did have a little slip up in the valley, dude. They they did lose to Harlingen um, but you know, O'Connor did bounce back this weekend. They manhandled uh Bernie. Which who's a state semifinalist? Right. Uh, they did well at that Southwest ISD showcase. So this is gonna this is a really intriguing matchup. Uh, I'm I am i would going to give the edge a little bit to Taft because, like I said, they've just been on a mm-hmm. roll. And, but like I said, this is gonna be a close game. I don't see like a higher scoring game. I will see closer like a one zero two one game. You know, because it's mm-hmm. it's like a heavyweight fight. They're gonna yeah. be tactic punch for punch yeah. on this one. But I think Taft is gonna have the edge on on this on this first round.
0: Yeah, these are two schools that know each other exceptionally well i think the big difference here is going to be so o'connor o'connor they lost a lot in graduation right and taft taft kept a lot during graduation and you know they have uh an exceptional squad that's that's back right we talked about madison harris their goalkeeper uh exceptional goalkeeper as well um who was an all area as a freshman so that's saying something Uh, (coughs) um excuse me and uh so yeah taft is largely regarded by many as the front runner here right uh with Brennan and with Brennan and O'Connor close uh, closely nearby question is going to be and but O'Connor has a they have young talent right that that entered the mix here so the question is going to be and with the new coach is that the difference right that a first-year coach um how quickly can they adjust to to their new coach and how quickly can, can they get kind of firing on all cylinders with a very young squad versus a Taft squad that knows each other very well and they're kind of seasoned and they're ready for this is their year. So that is going to be an interesting, interesting dynamic there. Um, and, of course, they got to play each other twice. And then in the middle of all of that is Brennan, too, as Steve alluded to earlier, right? So thoughts on that, Steve?
2: So, yeah, you got to also remember they, they played each other three times last year because O'Connor knocked out Taft you know and and so taft kind of i guess um what did they tie towards the end of district and and that wound up allowing brennan to win district well then they wound up facing each other i believe the third round of the mm-hmm. playoffs First. last year and, and o'connor got their payback you know they i think they three to one over yeah. taft so uh
0: yeah, but these now, are very different dynamics from a year ago, though. That's the difference, right. though. It's like this is a season Taft now that is like right. of age, right? Where, where the roles are a bit reversed. The roles are essentially reversed this year.
2: Taft had a lot of uh freshmen, sophomore, juniors on that team last year that are now, you know, a grade above and have that experience and you know, I kind of put them as I, I think they're kind of the front runner, especially with the goalkeeper that uh, that they have uh, Mads. And, you know, she's she's I, I've, I've coached. I, so she plays on the same club that I coach at and we've scrimmaged them plenty of times, the boys that I coach. And <laughs> we may have put one goal on her. You know, of course, that's kind of, you know, her back line was pretty solid with uh, on Coach Eddie's team. Uh, as well, but uh, but yeah, no, she's she's a, a, a tough goalkeeper to crack, and not only that, when the ball is up the field, you can hear her, you know, telling her teammates, you know, push up, let's go right, let's go left, and and just keeping everyone on her team organized. So you know, she's kind of a gem to watch, you know, um, and and only being a sophomore, you know, she's just you know getting better. But yeah, to, uh, to me, Taft is is the front runner for. For this district, um, but uh, they got to prove it on the field and it kind of starts, Correct. you know, this week. I think uh, they did not have a district opener last week um, like uh, the rest of her, their uh, Correct. Uh, district counterparts. So and they did not. I don't think they participated in any. Did they? Did they play any tournaments this weekend? I don't think they, they did not. They did. No.
0: no, no. I no. think which might which might prove to actually be a smart decision. Yes. Um, yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong so with that. The thing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And and they were uh, they were actually present at the uh, the game that Rafa and I were at on Thursday night. That South Lake mm-hmm. Carroll Johnson game. You know they had a presence out there. So it may have been. Hey, we want to kind of see uh johnson but we also want to see who this south lake carol team is you know that won state right. last year so you know they th- to me that shows they're showing up to uh, a game that you know they don't even they're not th- those two other teams aren't even in their district they have higher aspirations of just their district mm-hmm. play so you know uh yeah. to see them out there supporting local soccer and watching that mm-hmm. um you know kind of shows a lot about their mentality yeah. and where they're you know they're Ideas yeah. are going towards as far as you know, trying to get to that next level. So, um, yeah, I I, I, uh, I like this TAF team, and I, I think that they're going to be
0: uh, uh, you know tough tough in that district. Yeah. Front runner. to so me. So enough. Uh, well, we'll move on from that. Enough with a twenty eight and twenty nine six eight talk. The yeah. uh, governor's cup um, thoughts on the governor's cup, Stephen Ruffa. Uh, as you look at you look back on it from last week's results, what stands out to you?
1: Another thing was Cedar Park winning it. You know, uh, I think kind of, they kind of bounced back from that loss with um, with Lee. I think mm-hmm. they're going to be a, tea, a team. I think from five, you know to contend with, and you know, come district play, but also in the playoffs too. Because right. um, I know now they're in region. They're in region three. You know, you got. You know, they they're going to have some. You know. Some tough team, tough way to get in, but I think don't be surprised if they get to to the regional tournament for region three later on in March. So, uh, like I said, I think I think they have a, a good, good shot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I keep I have to keep reminding myself when I look at the dish, even though I've looked at it already, is that they're part of that reshuffling in the Austin area. Right. Uh, that's yeah. re- the region three versus region four shuffle. So, Steve, thoughts? So
2: this this one, Hector. I'll be honest with you. I didn't get to dive into uh, Governor's Cup too too much. I didn't see uh, hardly any results. Like I mentioned earlier, um, had some busy weekend <laughs> with some other things going on. So uh, I apologize. I, I don't really have too much to say about Governor's Cup. I'm uh,
0: so all good. I'll like give, give you the floor
1: uh Cedar Park Go is ahead. in region 4. Uh, just looking back at yeah, Park I mean, is in region 4 there. District 25. So are they, but in... they like I said they, they're going to have to compete against like like Roose and Liberty Hill. Leander, so yeah. they, they they'll be like I said they'll be one of the favorites going into region 4. So who
0: am I thinking of then? Who am I thinking of then that is region 3 in that area because I thought it was them.
1: Probably Georgetown. The Georgetown It schools, must be. Georgetown in Eastview. It
0: must be. It must be. So, because that's what I, and I kept flopping them. So, so to the point where, because with so many changes is I have to, like, I don't have the districts memorized anymore. It's like, I have to go and look at them, right? So, uh, and then plus the five A's and six A's, the changes there as well. So, all right, good deal. Um, so again, uh, I think what got a lot of people's attention was the, uh, that, <laughs> that goal that was floating around on Twitter. Did you see that, that goal by, uh, by Cedar Park versus Georgetown? Did you see that, that bicycle kick? I don't know if you all had the chance to see that. It was a phenomenal goal. No, Phenomenal goal. Phenomenal goal. That was, that one was definitely floating around there as potential goal, goal of the season so far nominee. So, um, so yeah, so interesting matchup there as well. So uh, more to come. And then of course, so the, the way the governor's cup, that's an interesting setup because both the, the men's and women's, they, they have them both in their back to back weeks. Right. So, uh the women's matchups those were just sent out i know those were just distributed on social media earlier today so if you haven't had a chance yet to go ahead to look at those go ahead and look those up we retweeted those as well so go ahead and check them out all right so we're gonna go ahead and move on um matches so so far this next piece what we wanted to talk about is maybe some of the best matches that you've come across that you've seen results on or maybe some matches that you've had a chance to see directly and cover so far, which is going to kind of no set, no set criteria. Just kind of talking about either or or both.
2: Sure, I'll I'll go ahead and start it off. Uh, um, so I've seen two matches thus far, twenty twenty three. The first one, like I mentioned earlier, was Alamo Heights, um, final, which was Lee and um, Cedar park and, you know, Lee beautiful. I mean, the, historically they always play beautiful soccer. Well, nothing, nothing's changed so far this year. Um, they've got, uh, they've got some firepower on offense. Uh, definitely. Um, like I mentioned earlier, their defense, a little bit suspect, but you know, not getting scored on this weekend kind of shows that that chemistry is probably developing and uh, you know, talking about Cedar Park, um, they, yeah, they they have got a good team as well, and I believe they're uh, classification five A. Five A. Correct. 5A for Correct. 4.
0: Yeah, so, it was the uh, it was the region three, region four mix up <laughs> that we could, yeah. that we were trying to get right. Yeah. So.
2: So you know, uh, yeah, could be a front runner for 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 five A as well. Uh, to be, you know, uh, challenged some of the in in, in region four, so uh, to get out of that region. But um, but yeah, and then the other game that uh, Rafa and I uh, saw uh, was oh, well, we saw another one. I take that back. I've seen three. So we've seen uh, the the Reagan what was it the Reagan, Reagan Clark game. Reagan Clark game, and so far, you know, or or throughout the match, Reagan pretty much just. Dominated. That being said, I gotta give, you know, big hand clap to the Clark goalkeeper. My goodness, she made some outstanding saves, you know, that night. Uh, believe it was last Tuesday. Uh yeah, so good stuff there. But uh, but yeah, Reagan just kept that high pressure. Uh, couldn't really finish. I think it would end up one-zero. No one zero. One yeah, zero. One. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, they must have had like 20 something shots, not necessarily on goal, but, you know, uh, throughout the match. Um, and then uh, the other match that we saw was Thursday night over at Coma Lander. Uh, Rafa and I saw the defending 6A girls champions, um, the South Lake Carol Dragons, and that's wow, <laughs> you know, so they, they played against uh, uh, Johnson, who's a very, very good team down here in, in 2 0 you know, in San Antonio and they made Johnson look unfortunately like, like a JV team or something. Right. Um, a great experience,
0: like, a great experience for Johnson though. Right. So they, here, they can see something I think they like were that. Shorthanded too. They were shorthanded
2: too, because they, but yeah. and I noticed right away, you know, you see 20, something girls for South Lake warming up and then you see like fourteen or fifteen for Johnson. So they may have mm-hmm. had some 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 uh some girls out. Um but that being said, South Lake Harold, their foot was on the gas pedal from the very get go. And uh that number four nailed what a 25 yarder from outside the box and then it just went on from there. Um, they've got a final standout. final. And that
0: one was what seven, was it? Seven? Seven, zero. seven, zero, seven, zero, seven, no. Yeah. So
2: yeah. I think okay. it was four Oh at halftime. And then they put three in the second half, but yeah, the standout for the game was, uh, the number 10 player for, uh, South Lake who who is, I believe a sophomore and, uh, already committed to, uh, North Carolina. So that's, you know, yeah pretty, pretty,
0: Pretty cool. Wanted to yeah, go see yeah. her play yeah, the game. Kennedy, got Fuller, Kennedy, Ms. Kennedy Fuller. Fuller. She is she is now actually reclassified as essentially a 2024. So yeah, but she's committed to North Carolina. A member the won the golden ball at the recent uh CONCACAF, the US uh the US youth uh, national. She's a member of the US youth national team, women's team, and uh also won the gold golden ball at the recent CONCACAF tournament uh that was played this past I believe it was this past summer. So uh yeah. yeah, she's she's definitely going places and little sister is right behind her as a freshman as a 2026 20, in, in Camden. So that that squad is absolutely loaded. I know uh Rafa will get into it a little bit more, but I know <clears throat> excuse me, Rafa and I had a conversation about it. And when we had our uh, when we had our our champions review, uh, our champions review segment in our last episode of Inside Texas High School Soccer. They were the one that was my they were my luck of all the of all the champions that were most likely to repeat. They were the ones that were my luck for for so many reasons, because what they were able to do last year with a heavy, heavy freshman led group, you know, or I shouldn't say freshman led group, but a freshman, you know, freshman supported group. It just it just speaks volumes in terms of their depth as well, right? So because they essentially have what's almost the equivalent of a second eleven that could start for many many programs across the state as well. So Rafa, thoughts?
1: Yeah, you know that game Thursday night because I was looking forward to see what what they had, and they, they, yeah. they reminded me a lot of a team that I saw years ago, um, kind of the St Call for technical play. Uh, talent, uh, cohesiveness it was like a, it was that Brownsville Rivera team that won state that went undefeated. They went 35 and 0. That's probably the, one of the best boys teams I see. But as far as technical play, these girls were just as good as them. And mm-hmm. I, I just you know, like you mentioned, they're a lock for you for the win. Then the six eight title, I think, I think for me, I think they're they're going to be a lock. There may be some challenges, you know, they, some, there there's some teams in North Texas oh, no may have. No, no. Have, a, have a say, you know, like Prosper, or Flower Mount, or even Marcus, even Capel. I mean, they're gonna, they're not gonna roll over. And and that's maybe like we, we talked about, you know, can they stay focused? You know, you know, winning games eight, nine, zero. Sometimes you do get, you know, that can come back and bite you in the butt if you're in the tight game and so forth. But I think the coaches right. do a good job kind of keeping them focused. I know we were hearing them they were kind of staying active, cheering on their teammates, doing a yeah. little chance and, and stuff, yeah, but, but yeah. that, I guess, to keep yeah. it, you know, to keep them into the game engaged and, and everything. Yeah. And, so. But yeah, in-
2: to me, uh, every team that I've seen play thus far out of the, the six teams that I've seen, you know, uh, other than South Lake Carroll, the chemistry is not there yet. You know, we're early in the season. I know tryouts and all of that came up in December and, you know, they're, coaches are trying to get that chemistry that being said South Lake carroll they're on firing on all cylinders the movement without the ball was just uh phenomenal i mean to say the least they it's like they are on the, that same you know wavelength they knew where everyone was going to be
0: mm-hmm.
2: that being said um my brother came into town he was watching the second half with me, and I told him, "Watch when Johnson gets the ball. They can, they, they can't. They don't even possess the ball for for five to eight seconds. Once they gain possession, and and Rafa filmed the game as well. He streamed it. You know, you can go back and see that the way that uh, Southlake Carroll swarms you on defense as well. So it, it, you know, the transition of the game going from, you know, you lose possession." but they gain possession back immediately and they keep the possession. You know, if they make a mistake, a bad pass here or there, they work as a team to get the ball. So it's not just their firepower on offense. They're working hard defensively to, you know, get that ball back. And once they do, it's, I mean, it's it's going to be extremely difficult to, to, to beat that team, you know, especially the way that they're playing this early in the season. If anything, they're just going to get stronger and better. And mm-hmm. like Hector talked about it, their depth as well. You know, you get an injury here or there. Well, you got someone else to fill in that gap.
1: Right. Well, I say right. this on them. You know, them. They're still a young team. You know, even though they have chemistry, if they run, maybe run into an an experienced team with a lot of seniors, that could be a difference there as right. far as the right. result. Yeah. And, and also keep in mind, got to go
0: if, through. They got to go through Region One too, right? Yeah, so we'll get into Region One on,
2: later. You know, right. but Rafa and I have in, talked about,
0: but that region one, it's, it's tough. no, it's no, it's no gimme. <laughs> it's no, even for a team as talented as South Lake Carroll, right? Even, true. and they, they could be, they, they could very well be a historical team, a generational team, possibly, possibly, right? But right now, <clears throat> and this strikes me as a type of, this strikes me as a type of unit, type of squad that wants to, that has the aspirations to be great like that. But yeah, Rafa's absolutely right. They're still young. They're still very young.
1: And then, um, like I said, as far as other, I did see other some other games this week. Like, I mean, Steve saw the Clark Reagan game. Um, with us, with the boy, I saw the boys' game before he came in to watch the girls' game. Uh, I was a little concerned about the, the Reagan boys because they did not play to par. They, they, I've seen them accustomed to. Uh, kudos to Clark. was our new coach at Clark? He's he's done a, a yeah. great job, really lifting that team, to make it more competitive. They had, mm-hmm. you know, they fought for every ball and so forth. You know, they just gave up a bad PK, and that was a result in the end result for them. But, you know, kudos to them. Keep an eye on them. I think they might be bouncing back. They could surprise a couple yeah. teams here and there. Um, a wild game I went to see on Saturday was at that Southwest ISD showcase. Um, I saw a 4A Davenport boys team versus 5A Edison. And Davenport, great great talent, great touch on the ball. They had some great goals in the first half. Um, then they took a 3-0 lead just into the second half. And and then all of a sudden, um, they gave up a PK. And that's when everything kind of went wrong for them. And, you know, Edison cashed in. And Edison kept on that. That gave them confidence. They started pressing, pressing, and stealing balls and so forth. They got that second. And they finally got the equalizer. And then fa- and then the winning goal was off of a cross. And the, go- the guy had to kind of lean back a little bit, kind of like that. Like that Benzema goal scored by from, um, um, <laughs> from Modric, kind of had to lean back and hit it and kind of redirect it to the other side. And that's how he was able to nail that winning goal. And, you know, Davenport oh, wow. was just in shock that <laughs> they had given up that lead. And, but kudos wow. to, to the Edison boys on a, on a comeback win. So but, the final
0: the final on that was, was it 4-3 or 3-2? 4-3. What was it? 4 4 4-3. 4-3. Yeah, 4-3. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. but keep but do keep an eye on uh, as far as Davenport. I think they'll bounce back. Keep an eye on them. I think, I think they're still a playoff team for 4A in their district. I know they're in a tough one with, with the defending state champs, Bernie High and also Wimberley. Tough
0: district, think, tough, tough district. Yeah, it's a yeah, tough yeah.
1: district, yeah. but I think they'll bounce back. And I think they'll, so you'll see them in the playoffs. And I think yeah. they can make a run of this coming year. But Addison, like yeah. I said, they're. You know they have some good talent. They just have to kind of get a piece a little bit together and not fall behind because they do have Alamo Heights in their district. So they're probably going to be a contention to one of those three remaining playoff spots for mm-hmm. for this year.
0: Yeah, a team of note. I think that that both, well, both Rafa and I got to see uh, the week before last. It was at, so the Smithson Valley Ranger Classic, right? It was you had New Braunfels Canyon on the women's soccer side versus uh, El Paso Franklin. <clears throat> so a 5a a 5a with a new coach and a, against a 6a region 1 power right and canyon you know canyon emerged victorious 1-0 but i think it was also how that game played out right yes clearly we know we don't entirely know if if canyon was at 100% but we know we know franklin wasn't they were missing a couple of players but that said how the game played out was very interesting from the standpoint of it, it was a it was an eye opener not only that for that single result with Canyon, but, you know, they went, they went what three and O in that, in that, uh, in that tournament. So this kind of was a little bit of an eye opener for some people because they didn't, people didn't really th- know what to expect from Canyon, but it's like, Hey, they, they are going to have a say in that, in that district this year. So I think, uh, I know Rafa got to see it as well. And we talked about that. And what was probably my, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess my best match, best match that I think I was around. I didn't actually get to see this because <laughs> I was right down the road. Was the uh, the so in the uh, Wimberley Lady Texans showcase uh, this past weekend was uh, Wimberley and Elmo Heights. Elmo uh, Heights jumped jumped all over them. We're up we're up two 0 two 0 at the half two 0 into the second half and Wimberley came storming back a very dramatic 2-2, uh, 2-2 draw. But I think it was again. A solid, you know, re- Region Four Four A versus a very strong Region Four Five A, uh, and but by all accounts, all the stories that I got, I was obviously I was with my team, so I didn't get a chance to watch that match to cover that match, but that was kind of really the talk of that uh, of that showcase. That match was the talk of that showcase. So, uh, so Wimberley in new coach Eric Nichols, um, Wimberley looks like they're they're going to be just further making that district making that district incredibly strong. Steve, any thoughts?
2: Now just uh, you know Elmo Heights is in that uh, that new district now with the, with the SEISD <laughs> team so you know I think um, they're kind of salivating as far as the girls are concerned, well probably the boys as well to you know kind of uh, show their strength in that in that district. Um, you know, with all the realignment, uh, they, that's where they wound up, ending up with uh, Jefferson, Edison, you know, the Burbank, Brackenridge, uh, and actually uh, MacArthur from Northeast as well is in that district right. as well. So, um, but yeah, so do, you,
1: do you think that might be a little a little curse for them being in a not so not a very strong district? Well, for the girl side, not being on a real strong district, I think the boy side will be competitive, but I think yeah. the girl side is out of they're just on the class on their own. You think that might come back to bite them in the butt
2: in the playoffs? I do in the second or third round. It it you know, because so they might be one of these where they've got this really nice record, right? You know, real pristine record of, you know, uh going into March and tournament play. But, you know, um uh, who 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 did they really face, you know, and I think on Drafa's other podcast as well, you know, it's kind of like he always mentions, go out there and, you know, get those games in. Um, this, they have, they can't help it, though. They can't help who they're realigned into the district with. That That's, you know, not their fault. But, you know, uh, for the girls, it could be something to where they, uh, you know, kind of have not, not too, too much competition. But, you know, uh, maybe I, I think some teams kind of have like a scrimmage, you know, before playoffs. Uh, with another team so maybe you know try to get something uh, going with a 6a team or something to kind of get them rolling um uh, going into into playoffs but um but yeah you're 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 right Rafa, in in regards to this could potentially be a curse in in the fact that uh you know they the the teams that they are are facing a little bit it's not the you know what is it Bernie champions missin valley mm-hmm you know, uh, Kerrville, uh, Canyon, you know, those, those types of, of games that were, or teams, I should say that, you know, give them a little bit of a a challenge for, for district, but, um, yeah, I mean, time will tell, um, you know, get your, get your results. There's something,
0: there's something to be said though. I think, so, you know, Elmo Heights has been here before, right. They've been in a district like this before. This isn't something new to them and, one of the things is longtime coach there, right in uh, in uh, Steve Coach Sharp, is that uh, he's he's going to be able to manage that well. I think it's, but it's like you said, it's it almost takes on the same uh, kind of the same notion as South Lake Carroll a little bit, right? When you're that much of the favorite, can you keep your composure? Can you keep your focus? How do you uh, how do you how do you just keep that focus to get through that grind of the district season when you're very much the favorite and, uh, and keep, you know, and, and stay, stay humble, stay focused.
2: Yeah. And engaged, you know, and, and that's, you know, getting getting your bench riled up and, and, you know, keep them involved as well. And, and, uh, you know, trying out new, you know, different tactics, this and that, just to be able to prepare for those tough, you know, uh, playoff, uh, playoff teams that that you're gonna be facing you may come across a team that's more defensive you know and so you kind of work on this that game and prepare that way or a team that you know high pressure and likes to attack so you know yeah. going into that district match hey let's let's kind of focus on on this so you know different challenges along uh the course of the season and and you're right you know the coach it, it does a good job of that and 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 makes sure that they stay focused and, and humble,
0: humble as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, to the point, and one can make the argument that also that I think if, ma- if managed properly by the coach, right, this is also an opportunity when you're essentially for lack of better words, the, the clear front runner in a district like that, this is an opportunity to get uh, more minutes and develop development minutes for some of, you know, for your, your younger ones, right. And develop that experience, which you're going to need in terms of depth come you know come playoffs so uh so it's just a matter i think also a matter of how it's managed so there can be there's tons of blessings within this it's just a matter of does does the squad buy in right is the coach managing it properly and does the team buy in so all right so that's going to do it for that we're going to go ahead we're going to segue over to our region one uh, region one preview for 4a through 6a but before we do that let me tell you about our good friends at kipper so As many of you know, we've been partnered with Gipper for six months now and Gipper's doing some phenomenal work. Gipper's the way that schools, athletic departments, ADs, and coaches create world-class marketing content. Join over 2,500 coaches and ADs and use Gipper to create high-quality, visual-branded graphics for your program. The best part? Anyone can do it in seconds on any device without needing any any design experience whatsoever. If you do have significant design experience they are also designed for the what they call the power user right so if you have a good amount of experience with this they just help you do even more great stuff with your graphics so cannot recommend them enough and as a 5050 podcast listener you can now save for going with an annual package with them so listeners of the 5050 podcast can receive 10% off any first time gipper purchase just simply visit gipper.com/partner/5050 to learn more Again, that's Gipper.com slash partner slash 5050 for 10% off on annual package. All right, guys. So let's go ahead. Let's take a look at. I'm going to go ahead and bring up 4A here, Region 1. And we'll go ahead and take a look. All right, gentlemen, so we'll go ahead and we'll look at if you can make it out here. We'll start region one districts, which consists of district one through eight here. Initial thoughts, guys.
1: I think for region one, as far as with boys, you got to look at, you know, San San Eli. I think they're still the team to beat. In Region One, uh, but now you have they have, have some teams to contend with like El Paso Bowie, you know, Irvin, uh or even Austin. I think they may have a say. I think probably those are the four favorites for District One. Uh, district Two is probably going to be led by more likely Lubbock Estacado, uh, Snyder. They were a playoff team, but they did lose their head coach. He's now at Early or- or of the Lake, and so, so we'll see how what type of new, the new coach and staff does for them. Three in that uh, uh, that Panhandle district. Um, you you got to look at Canyon, Canyon Randall. They've been the, the kind of like the darlings of that district. And District Four, Wichita Falls. Like I said, Wichita Falls was per, perennial-wise, they've always make the playoffs every year and also contending to state. Five, you got to look at Salado, Stephenville, uh Six, uh, Alvarado. Uh, walks a half to life. life actually made the playoffs last year, so keep an eye on them. And then, uh, District Seven probably the other, probably the second Fredor is going to be, um, uh, Diamond Hill Jarvis. And they've had success, they had success at that Sulphur Springs showcase, and and they went, they did some, had some big wins this past weekend. So, and I think they're bringing those being are your guys, with- man.
0: Those are your <laughs> guys, <laughs> <Diamond Hill Jarvis. laughs> yeah.
1: So, keep an eye on them. I think that there'll be a contention with St. Ellie, and then look at that. Uh, District Eight, um, maybe Bridgeport, Decatur. And like I said, that's like I said, that, that those are probably the ones I see as far as coming out with the boys.
0: Yeah, and again, you know, on these, what the plan is is we don't have to necessarily for our listeners here is we're not going to go through district by district per se, but we're going to highlight maybe a couple of uh, a, a couple of squads within maybe a couple of districts who we see as either significant powers clear front runners or maybe even dark horses dark horses and Cinderellas right that's where we try to kind of put initial uh, focus on as far as going through our top four <clears throat> top four for each district yeah we kind of hold off on that particularly because of the we basically make up for it with a six or seven hour long bracketology uh, episode <laughs> later <laughs> later in the year
1: right. That's so, March.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah so give us yeah so give us a little bit of time on that so steve initial thoughts when you look at region one
2: yeah for the boys uh, region, region boys. boys right okay yeah no rafa kind of you know spoke about uh san ellie you know historically they're they're right there each and every year um you got your uh 2022 um champion for region four and the boys with Stevenville, you know down there in district uh, what is it uh district five uh with salado um so you know they're they'll probably be in the mix uh come late march as well as uh you know district seven uh dhj uh, diamond hill jarvis team as well so um i think that's kind of your uh front runners in regards to the boys for for region four
0: Mm-hmm. yeah an interesting uh an interesting result that i just saw over the weekend was they played in a tournament of all things was uh el paso Bowie and o- el paso austin and Bowie actually lost to austin um in a tournament there up there in el paso so yeah. <clears throat> that was a result that i kind of found a little one the fact that they were playing in a tournament but to as district opponents but to the, the the result as well um okay so, all right, we will. So now we will. We will remain in Region One, but now we will switch over to the women's side of the house. Rafa, thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, I guess the two clear favorites for the girls has got to be Stephenville and Salado. Uh, those are probably your two top girls teams. They're probably gonna. I I could see them being in the final, unless depending on the brackets, um, they'll probably. That's kind of probably be your Region One final, but also. Keep an eye out on also a couple of other teams, like for example, like even the Senelli girls. I think they made a statement last year. They had a good run. Um, they could probably contend. Same thing with with Wichita Falls. Um, another team that you mentioned this weekend, they were talking to me. Was was Godly. Uh, you had a lot of good things yeah. to say about Godly, and they and they probably could end up surprising some teams. In Region One, don't be uh, um,
0: don't be taking my thunder, man. Don't be don't be stealing my thunder <laughs> there. Yeah. So yeah, I saw them up close. Uh, I saw them up close and personal and godly, godly. I can tell you right now, is going to surprise a lot of people this year. As a coming from a squad that didn't win a single game last year in their first year of existence, you know, again, they are a second year program. They are going to surprise a lot of people this year. And
1: another dark might be San Angelo Lakeview. They actually won a tournament. I think it was the Alvaredo tournament. So, and keep an eye on them. They may they may surprise some people. Uh, but like I said, overall to me the top two in the the, the the class of the of the region is gonna be Salado and Stephenville.
0: Yeah, this one, district one will be interesting because Sanelli Sanelli kind of they got over that hurdle last year in terms of the regional round, right? Is it like could they go beyond the regional, you know, the regional quarterfinal? And uh, so now how do they follow that up this year? Are they, you know, they don't quite have the same pedigree as obviously as their men's program, but they got over a big hurdle last year. How do they follow that up this year in this, uh, this, you know, district one, we've talked about how one, you know, one, four, a, on the men's side is a, is a powerhouse of a district on the girl's side. It's kind of. It's a large unknown with some of these schools that now are, you know, because the district literally doubled in size. So it'll be interesting to see one how Sanelli fares over the course of the season, and then how the rest of the district plays out.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Region One is it's it's up in the air now. It's on the girls' side for four A. Uh, you got Midlothian Heritage that moved up to five A. So you know they're the defending two time defending Region One champion. Um, three out of the last four years, so you know, front runner kind of probably Stevenville. Uh, they, they historically they're they're right there in the mix. So um, you know, also uh, Kennedale is another one that could possibly you know step up. They've they've won the region before in the uh, you know probably about seven eight years ago. So also me being a uh, a barbecue guy, you've got uh, the number one rated barbecue in Kennendale, Goldie's barbecue.
0: So we got our, a barbecue uh barbecue bracket going here now. Okay.
1: <laughs> is hey, is right? gonna be in it?
0: I'm all for it. I'm all for okay. it. Yeah.
2: So I got to go visit uh Goldie's barbecue uh in, in yeah. September of last year down in uh mm-hmm. or, or I should say up in Kennendale out on the Fort Worth side of DFW so uh but yeah they they could definitely uh you know throw a um, they, they could be a part of that uh region four mm-hmm. region one um you know
0: tournament come 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 May. Um but yeah. Granted they keep they play they play in a district with two of the powerhouses, but in district five, but keep an eye on land passes. I'm just saying that land now. Passes, just keep okay. an eye on them. Keep an all eye right. on So all right. So good deal. Awesome. So that's gonna do it for uh four A, class four A. We're gonna move on to class five A now here and uh some of the schools that some people out there that aren't as hardcore as us are maybe a little bit more familiar with uh, with their names, right? Oh, not, a 4A, not a knock on 4 a not a knock on for a whatsoever because we're big proponents of the of for a. Um, what do you got, Steve?
2: Yeah, no, I was just gonna say real real quick, me quick uh, me being the, the the stats nerd guru, whatever you want to call me. Uh So region one, other than last year. You know, the last one, two, three, four, six champions came out of Region 1 for 4A girls. So, mm. you know, uh, those teams being Midlothian Heritage, Stevenville, and and Kennedale. So, you know, Salina was kind of the one that broke that streak last year. So, you right. know, historically, right. Region 1, 4A girls, when you're talking about that uh, 4A girls side, historically, the champion is usually coming out of, uh, of region one. So, you know, that being said, we it's kind of up in the air, but you know uh, it, th- that's some competitive, uh, some, some competitive schools
0: down there or
2: up there, I should yeah. say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as we look at, as we move on to uh class five, a we'll start with the boys uh, thoughts, Rafa region one.
1: This is a pretty stacked region. You got some powerhouses on here. I mean, just looking off the bat, you got El Paso, Del Valle, Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Probably the top two teams for five A. Maybe even El Paso. You know, they've been they've both been in the state title. Well, Del Valle's won the state title, except Bel Air's been in it. Uh, so you, you got to keep an eye on them. Um, other teams, if you look into the region, uh, keep an out of keep an eye on like Amarillo. Amarillo's been. Like I said they've made some runs. They got a. They've always gotten some good squads. I've mm-hmm. faced them before. Even Tascosa moving up from five, six, eight to five A. That might be that might be a help for them, also to be more competitive. Um, District four, I think that's going to be wide open. But I'll, I'm going to give that edge to Abilene. But then you look at other places like you know, Region District five. Um, you know, it's 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 also kind of like a little toss up. Maybe well. I think Richard tall fighters traditionally they've been one of the best teams in right. that region, so they're they're one of the favorites. Uh, District six, you know that one has, you know, that could that's that's kind of wide open, but also kind of keep on South Hills. I think like they made a run last year, but then look at District Seven. Seven is probably the the probably the the besides maybe District Two is probably the group of death because you had Argyle mm-hmm. uh, Heritage. Uh, Den Ryan, Grapevine, uh, uh, North Richland Hills, Birdville, that's, that's, you know, you could see a state, cha- uh, a one representing region one out of that district. And then even district eight two, you can, now you have Middleothian Heritage coming in yeah. um, for the boys side, you know, they're, they're going to contend, um, uh, even going to bur- Burleson cleburne you know, there'll be another one too. So. <laughs> But as far as overall, like I said, either district seven or, or district twos are probably going to be your, your two tough could see your representatives for region one for boys.
0: Yeah. These, uh, the way, the way region one plays out at the five, a level, <clears throat> excuse me, as you, especially as you look at these districts, right. They just, they tend to, and, and some of it is by virtue of just the, the layout of the bracket, obviously, but, um, You can you I I kind of look at these almost like, okay, district one through four, who can survive district five through eight, who can survive? Because these teams in the process across these districts, right, one through four, they will just they will just beat the crap out of each other. And the same thing for five through eight. Right. So who can survive, I guess, is part of the question. Right. And and there's so many you, you look at one one through four and just it's such a grind. Right. On top of on top of that is. One through four, there are uh, there are frequent flyers, right? They have those travel miles. They're well, they're well versed in terms of travel as well. They're just built. these programs are built different from the rest of the state because of how much they have to travel for uh, come state playoffs as well. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, and then when we look at five through eight, I zero in, just like Rafa said, I zero in on district seven. And as we mentioned in our last episode, right, um, I think it was during the uh, the RPI, the Rafa Power Index, is is this the year for Colleyville Heritage, right, where they make that next big jump on their on the boys side? Uh, so that's one, and then of course you got Argyle there, as well as Denton, Denton Ryan, um, and Grapevine, right? Is but particularly Colleyville Heritage, is this the year they can make that next big run and maybe break through uh, as a regional champion? Steve, yeah, no,
2: y- y'all pretty much hit. You know all of the the schools that I was gonna be, uh, you know, speaking of. You know, you've got, yeah, District Two with uh, Del Valle Hanks. Um, looking over, uh, jumping over to District Five, uh, you've got Aledo, uh Granberry, Wichita Falls Rider. Historically, they're, you know, at, uh-huh. at state every, you know, not every year, but you know they're they're competing uh, to. To, to get to state each and every year so uh but then you jump to to district seven and you know just big 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 names there collieville heritage you know denton ryan grapevine you know the north richland team so um yeah this is <laughs> this is a a very strong region uh you know but but um you did mention something as far as it for Region One and Five A. You've got the, you know the the big travel uh, come playoff time where you're having to schedule games, you know in Midland and and Lubbock and all of that. So bringing a Fort Worth team over or bringing an El Paso team over. So, uh, but yeah, it's this is a geographically probably the biggest uh you know <laughs> region of the four but um all right. but yeah no they, they're some very strong teams yeah. um as far as uh as
0: this region on on the boys side historically yeah yeah these are our, this is our, our trip advisor region is what we call them yeah. so all right yeah, the, re- the, re- over-
1: the regional play will be in, in wichita falls so that's where they'll meet Mm-hmm. When they go to the regional, yeah. okay,
2: yeah, that's a
0: big trap. That's a now, big travel that's for a travel It is I mean, it is, yeah, but they're used to it. That's the thing, they're used to it. So, yeah. um, all right, we segue over to the women's side of the house region one, same thing, district one, districts one through eight. Initial thoughts, Steve.
2: So, I, I kind of zone in on, on grapevine, especially considering they've uh two time region champion for five, A girls. Um, mm-hmm. That's who I'm kind of leaning towards. Historically, you've also got Denton Ryan, who's there. Uh, another historical uh, team that's there is, is Colleyville heritage. So that, that district seven is probably going to be producing, you know, a, a region finalist. If not, maybe the, you know, two teams from that district going all the way to regional. So, um that's the district that i kind of uh you know key in on as far as region one uh 5a girls yeah. Yeah. um so you know looking at the yeah. other districts you've got some you know some some solid girls teams as well and one and two the el paso teams um and then you've also got some uh in in district three and four you know you do see uh, come playoff time, you know, a lot of the a- Amarillo, Abilene's, the the Lubbock team's in there, uh, you know, making their way to, you know, second and third round matches and stuff. So, um, yeah, no, there's another strong region mm-hmm. as uh, far as historically. They haven't had a state champion per se
0: since uh, – Yeah, let's see. This has been the region on the girls' side that is – it's been tough. Region 1 and Region 4. Fourteen. yeah. It's been hard so for them to break through,
2: yeah. Last time was uh, – Louisville Hebron back in 2014 that they produced Mm -hmm. a state champion. It's really been dominated by region two, which we'll, you know, get into another time. But, um, but yeah, no, they, uh, that being said, those, you know, the, the district seven is probably what you're kind of like looking for as far as, Mm -hmm. you know, picking out some, some names. So those four teams that advance, you know, look for all four possibly, Winning their first round matches, you know, come uh, come playoff time.
0: Rafa,
1: yeah, yeah, I think Region Seven's probably going to be the top of the class, but don't 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 count out District Eight. You got Mid- uh, Mid- right. Golden Heritage, who made the final. Like I said, they've been a powerhouse in four A, and I know they're leaving yep. up to five A, but they've yeah, beaten some good five A teams. Same thing with their sister school, Melothian, keep an eye on them. And then yeah. also Burleson Centennial, they're in my like the power rankings. They're a team to keep an eye on. And I know that they, like the Dallas Metroplex had a really you know, had kind of like an interest in that team. They said they, they were like one of those dark horse teams that they could surprise. Mm-hmm. So, But I mean, like I said, with District 7, like I said, it's probably going to come down to Argyle, McCallumville Heritage, Grapevine, and maybe Denton Ryan. Um, it's going to be a dogfight for that. Uh, Wichita Falls Rider girls they just as the boys they're just as good too they can make a deep run um on the kind of going out more west to the you know El Paso and also the Panhandle um, you know you see Amarillo the Amarillo girls always have a good squad I think they could they could surprise a couple teams uh the one where we were kind of I know you mentioned coach last year but uh, del via girls I thought they were gonna make maybe like a little run but they mm-hmm. end up getting knocked off in that first round game
0: the first round um, by district round. Yeah.
1: yep. So we'll yeah. see if they, if they can um, bounce back from that. Uh, but another team is the El Paso high girls. I think they, they could surprise some teams, but I think overall, like I said, it's going to come down to maybe, like I said, district seven, but possibly even, even district eight, like I said, I want, don't count out middle earth heritage. I think don't sleep on them. Right. They could make another right. run. Two yeah, that's yeah.
2: that's that's very true. And actually, that's who uh, they'll play against, I believe, in the first round first of the round. playoffs. District seven versus District eight, I believe. Yeah. Um. So you know, uh,
0: that, that could lead to some, be some, some surprises there because District eight, District eight might be your your. Uh, I don't know. Be, it it, yeah. it might be. Yeah, it might be your your uh your underrated district i think in this right. region right because they, they they are a lot stronger you look at Mans- mansfield summit
1: mm-hmm. is a
0: lot stronger timberview, timberview right timberview, you know, timberview too. your Tim- timberview is a lot stronger Midlothian as well and uh, and then just by virtue of heritage being in that district now they're significantly oh gosh, stronger yeah. right so and yes heritage makes the jump up from 4a but they have that pedigree they have those experienced players that return right so so they know what they, what it's like with that pressure, you know, that pressure-filled, you know, playoff environment. They're they're well versed in that. So, excuse me. Well,
2: um, and their non-district schedule, I'm sure their non-district schedule is probably a strong one as well, even while they were in probably, 4A. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, I mean, they're um, they're they're used to playing those the, you know, 5A teams and possibly yeah. even 6A teams in pre-district yeah. matches.
0: Absolutely. When I look at Region 1, I think so 1 and 2, right? District 1 and 2 all roads go through essentially el paso and del valle right el paso high and del valle and one and two um el paso el paso high has has potentially what could be the best team that they've had in in a generation right still a young team right a young team but uh but a very very good very good uh, very well experienced team lots of club players that are playing at a very high level um and multiple D multiple D one commits as well on that team, and Del Valle Rafa hit on it. You know, Coach Sazo. I think Coach Sazo is going to have them ready to go, recovering from last year's shock shock loss in the by district round. Uh, so I think they'll be th- those two teams. What I think will be the uh, will will be the big uh, the big favorites coming out of out of out of the El Paso area. Um, and then yeah, district three, district four, it's, you always get someone that is just knocks off one or two knocks off one or two, uh, big giants along the way. Right. So, excuse me. And then I'll be curious to see district six. Can someone, can someone rise out of that district, uh, and be, be something like a diamond Hill Jarvis at the four, a level on the boys side. Can someone rise out of this, out of that district? Um, yeah, and don't forget Alito. You know, you got Alito there. Every yeah. writer kind of gets the press, but you have Alito there in District Five, uh, which I think is uh, is going to have a say for sure. So, all right. Okay, so we move on to our Very final, di- our final region, our final Very count, our classification, I should say, in in six uh, A. So we will start. So again, also eight districts, districts one through eight in. Classification six A. We'll start with the men's side again. Rafa, thoughts?
1: Uh, I, th- I think this is probably one to get out of this region. <laughs> yeah. You are going to have to have also some luck on your side, but also uh, just you got to play pitch perfect soccer. You know, it's I think in, anybody can beat anybody in this in this region. I mean, look at El Paso. You got some quality teams like Eastlake. Eastlake's been the class there in El Paso the last few years. You know they fell short these last couple ones. Can they? Is this their breakout season that they finally get to their, you know, get to to Georgetown? Um, District two is also a a dog fight. Um, you got a good Wolford Friendship team. They got a lot of talent mm-hmm. there. Uh, a lot of those players, I, I know they play for the FC Dallas Lubbock club team, so they got them going there. Uh, keep an eye out also on Odessa High. They got a good team. Same thing with San Angelo Central. Uh, district Three, another Barber of a District. I mean, look at U- Ulysses Trinity, Hearst Bell, uh, Region Four, uh, Keller. Keller's mm-hmm. were well, even though they faltered a bit, which we'll discuss in yeah. a minute. But, yeah. but Keller's still probably the okay. favorite. But you <laughs> also look at teams yeah. like Keller Central. Um, you also look at our North, uh, Byron Nelson, Byron Nelson's another great team. And then you have mm-hmm. South Lake Carroll, the Carroll boys are also top notch. So you got a bar, you know, it's a tough district there. Same thing with district five. You got Allen, you got Denton Guyer. uh, the McKinney teams, they have some great teams prosper. Uh, six is another group of district. You got Capel, uh, farm, Hebron Marcus. And then you got your Plano schools with Plano in the past. I've had some good, Soccer programs, and then mm-hmm. seven got tougher with Highland Park moving up. And you got Dallas Jesuit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's and then the surprise team right now in that District Seven is the Irving the Irving team. They've been some great, some really good teams, which I'll, I'll showcase in a bit. And then District Eight's another one, the Arlington Martins. Like I said, they got a, them Lamar. You know, which can you say them? But even the 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 Grand Prairie teams, they got some good squads. So. It kind of pick your poison here. It's like who there's no really clear clear cut favorite to win it all because it, anybody can beat anybody in this district I mean, in this mm-hmm. region
0: yeah, yeah uh, Steve thoughts,
2: yeah, no, historically it's it's you know a lot of those teams in district seven, you know you are I'm sorry district six are teams that you see you know, at, at, in Georgetown at state. So that's the district that kind of sticks out with me, but like Rafa alluded um, and districts, <laughs> district seven, of course, district one, that's just competitive each and every year, you know, with all those El Paso teams, you know, kind of stacked into that, that first district. And um, yeah, just each one of these district is just going to be, it, it's, it's going to be tough to, to get out of uh, for, for 6A boys, in Region 1. So, um, but yeah, you got the McKinney's in District 5. You've got Allen in District 5, Prosper, you know, uh, District 6. You got Capel, who's, you know, won state several, multiple times. So, uh, Louisville, you got Flower Mound, Hebron, Marcus, Plano, who made it out
0: for the boys last year. Mm -hmm. and that's I guess that's the real question is like odds of Plano being able to defend their regional title realistic realistic odds realistic odds
2: I don't I I mean you don't really get in this region because they're so competitive you don't really get the back-to-back region champions you know because there's so much competitiveness from district 1 all the way to district 8 so you know Reading off the last region champion was Plano in 2022. 2021 was Allen. Louisville Flower Mound was in 2019. Of course, you know, pandemic in 2020. Uh, So then you've got 2018 Irving. Uh, 2017 Arlington, Houston. 2016 Capel And then 2015 was the first year we went to 6A, and that was actually Arlington, Houston again. So only one you know multiple region champion um out of that uh out of that 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 uh region 1 was that Arlington Sam Houston in 2015 and 2017 so the odds are for Plano to run it back again there it's it's kind of against them just due to the fact that there's so many you know solid boys teams in this uh in this yeah. region yeah. you know it's just it's it's gonna take some luck
0: as well like raphael said um but uh, always luck always luck comes to play always time. luck that's, and that's then that's a part you, of the uh, the you, recipe.
1: Gotta be, you gotta be yeah. peaking at the right time also
2: yeah and you know Dallas jesuit is is another team that's you know constantly there competing you know they make it to state every now and then but you know if not you you're seeing them in in the regional uh uh for for region four so um yeah and then you know don't even disregard those richardson teams you know uh lake highlands pierce you know richardson berkner so yeah and and then you know uh irving as well so yeah all all around this is just a super tough uh murderers row Murderers (laughs) Row, exactly to 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 come out of this you know uh, it, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see who actually you know holds the crown for region one and and, and takes this, um, in
0: the next couple months. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we move on. <clears throat> Excuse me. We we move on to the women's side. I'll make this one simple: Southway yeah. Curl versus the field. Right. Yes.
2: Exactly.
0: Who <laughs> all- there are may we could make the argument that there are what maybe three to five that if, if they come out, if they come out ready to go on their best day and South Lake Carroll, maybe not on their best day, who, who can emerge, who can, who can take on the defending state champion here?
2: So I think, you know, Dallas Highland park has an opportunity to, you know, dethrone them. Um, in, in uh, for coming out of District Seven, uh, then you jump over. I think the the strongest district though is probably going to be District Six with Capel, the Louisville teams, and the Plano teams. As far as Correct. you know, uh, for for the girls six A, any one of those those teams are also able to um, you know compete with that Carroll team. And and if Carroll doesn't show up to play. Um, that's that could be uh, a long day for them, but you know, yeah, I mean, three words: South Lake Carol Dragons <laughs> versus. Yeah, the- yeah. I mean, but- you can
0: you can make the legitimate you you can make the legitimate argument, <clears throat> and this is no disrespect to the other three regions, but yeah. if South Lake Carol can get through this region, it's like they you know they have to feel pretty good about their odds. Uh, in Georgetown, right? If they can get through this region, Rafa,
1: yeah. I mean, there's South Lake Carol, and there's everybody else, but there might be some, some sleeper contenders here that can probably catch them on a bad day. One team I keep an eye out because they had a lot of high hopes last year that we thought we were probably going to make it was when, when the region was prosper. Pro, Prosper's, you know, they've they're right now they're undefeated. They've had a, I mean, they do have some ties, but they tied against the Woodlands Union. That's the Willens girls are no slouch. They tied Ridgepoint, and that was another state-ranked team that made it to the, you know, to the final four. And like I said, they tied Midlothian. So that keep keep an eye on Prosper, but also from District Six. I think when you're in addition district, like that you're you're already battle-tested. You're playoff-ready to go. And I think even mm-hmm. Marcus Hebron, you Flowerbound, and even Capel, I think they could challenge. And like I said, they could challenge them. Um, maybe in that second or third round game. Um, dip, same thing with District 5. You know, you got Allen. Uh, the McKinney-Boyd is another one. Like, we're including with Prosper is another one team. Denton-Geyer, uh, great team. Um, as far as with re- maybe Region 1, 2, 3, that's his first challenge. It's not like, I just don't see any of those teams. But maybe if they're not in the same bracket with them, they don't see, it's not like, Carol, maybe Correct. go two, three, three deep. I mean, like, looking on El Paso team, like, for example, like Franklin could be one of them. Eastlake, you know, they could make a run. Um, uh, one perennial part is the San Angelo Central girls. They've always had a good squad. They can go too deep. Uh, I think they can. They literally could win the first round, first round playoff game if they were in their district. Um, district three, like I said, it'll be, you know, that's going to be a tough one. But North Crowley's has a good squad. Same thing with Eula. Uh, so, but overall, like I said. Is Southlake like it's Southlake Carroll's uh, region one title to lose, you know, and for them, like I said, I, I just don't mm-hmm. see anyone challenging them going into the to the state tournament.
2: I, I think in the regional you could probably see some, you know, tight uh, games, some, some type games because if you look right. at the regional right. from last year, Southlake Carroll, you know, um, in the region semifinal against Allen, 1-0. Mm-hmm. so you know there that's that's a 1-0 game that's either way you know a, a, that game could go either way then you go you know and and that was allen coming out of district 5 they advanced they go to the final against uh flower mound marcus 2-0 win um so that could be another you know a team that we spoke about in in district 6 that can potentially knock them off and and 2-0 is not, you know, that's, that's not a he- heavy win. Of course, we didn't <clears throat> actually watch the game, but, you know, historically, 2-0 games are pretty close. You know, it's probably a pretty close game. So, yeah, you, you never know. Um, so speaking
1: of yeah. Allen, they actually faced Flower Mound and they lost uh, 3-0 to Flower
2: uh, Okay, mm-hmm. so Flower Mound, the, the, the Jaguars, not not mm-hmm. Marcus, right? Flower Mound. okay. Yeah. yeah, Marcus. Wow. So, that,
1: so this said will you be... See?
0: Yeah. Go ahead, Rafa, go
1: ahead. Like I said, you can see that like I said those are the teams like I said that, that little bunch probably below the South Carolina that could probably like you mentioned could catch them on an off day and then and knock them off.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at Prosper. Is this that would make for a great redemption story after after them coming up significantly short with expectations the last 2 years, right? <clears throat> Getting being eliminated so early um and the same thing and then you know highland park highland park will be kind of a mystery to begin with right to start we'll see we know they have talent we know they're well coached how quickly can they make the adjustment to their new district to 6a um, and the grind of of uh, you know district 7 as well and then district 6 i mean the fly you know can can flower mound mark or can flower mound return to you know to the glory of two years ago make a deep run so these are these are schools with those pedigrees, you know, Flower Mounds just to, you know, just the year before last removed from a state title themselves. So the experience they have from that squad this year. Yeah, I think maybe they come across a South Lake Carol, They're not uh, they're going to be well aware of their of their skill, their talent. But maybe they're so much of this is going to be a head game a psychological going into it. Right. Is that uh, you're not you're not uh, it's like, oh, my God, this is South Lake Carol, They're the, the, the ranked third third in the in the nation right now and they're they're killing people and this and that so so some so much of it is going to be that but i think as i said you can make the argument if south lake Carroll survives this region it is going to be hard to to stop them period but it's going to be hard to stop them if they can survive this region i think um
2: and they're in a tough district as well you know so you know that that being said they're going against keller teams and uh, Eaton, as well, you know, who who's a solid team within that district. I want to say, all the uh, everyone in District 4 won their first round match last year. And so they, they knocked off all of the uh, District 3 teams and, and advanced to second and third round. Matter of fact, I, I want to say, yeah, I, even, you know, uh, Keller made it all the way to the regional. And, I was going to say I Wanda think they were
0: regional regional semifinal I semifinalists.
2: Think. They they lost to Marcus and the other you know regional semifinals. So yeah. you know South Lake Carroll's got their hands full just in district as well. So you know, um, but uh, but yeah, no that that's a that's yeah. kind of like how we were talking about Alamo Heights girls here. You know they they're in a tough district, so you know they're not going to have they're not going to be on cruise control all season long. It's gonna be hey, look, you know, we have to, you know, show up each and every game. So um yeah, that that's that's gonna be something for 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 Carroll. There'll be playoff plenty playoff ready come, you know, uh March and April.
1: Like Carroll did have two yeah. setbacks last year. Like they had lost – the one loss they had was against Lake Travis, which they're gonna actually gonna play, I think each other this coming weekend at that at that uh Georgetown shook the the girls governors cup. So that would be a test for yeah. them to see where how uh, that there is. And then the other one was a was a tie against um uh, Byron Nelson and also with Keller. Keller tied them, too last year. So Keller may have a secret as far as the formula, maybe how to find a way to stop them and so forth into the district play. But like I said, I think the I think the girls from Sally Carol, even though they had the big target in the back, I think they have the pedigree and I think they have the maturity to to kind of yeah. rise to the occasion when there's some ad- ad- adversity.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's going to do it for our Region One preview for 4A through 6A for both uh, men's and women's uh, programs, uh, guys. This has been great, uh, great episode three. Thank you for being here, <clears throat> again, uh, Steve. So as our mm-hmm. newest uh, newest uh, team partner, right? All right. teammate, I guess, if you will um you know we're looking forward to having you here contributing uh throughout uh throughout the season excited to have you on and as you know we always wrap up we always wrap up our our episodes with final thoughts so whether it's just anything that's on your mind regarding the game any messages thank you shout outs anything you want to share we're going to go ahead and wrap up with final thoughts now the floor is yours
2: all right yeah no go out there and and support these you know high school teams that we've been uh you know, speaking about it, I'm not just talking, you know, our region, region four here in San Antonio, you know, I'm sure we've got listeners, you know, in all four of the region. So go out there and support them, whether it's your school that you pull for or not, you know, go out there and watch a game. Even the teams that uh, we haven't spoke about, go out there and, and watch their matches because those coaches and those players and those trainers and, you know, schools are trying to, you know, they're working their butts off to produce the best product for themselves. So, Um, you know, go out there and and support them as well. So, you know, uh, I'm all about, you know, uh, youth soccer as far as, you know, anywhere from kids I've coached from, you know, seven, eight-year-olds all the way up to 17, 18-year-olds. So, you know, um, it's always fun for those kids, regardless of their age, to go and look over and see, you know, folks in the stands, you know, supporting them. So, you know, wherever you can, whenever you can. You know, go out there to those games and 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 support the
0: kids as much as possible. And again, he is Steve Sanchez. He is our newest uh newest contributor to the 5050 podcast team, as well as uh joining us here on Inside Texas High School Soccer. Uh, Steve, excited to have you on, man. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Had to give you had to give you the air horn there thank right, you hector. So, no
2: it's it's great it's great being part of the team and uh you know i look forward to to seeing you guys at uh out at the uh out at the fields this and that so uh thank you very much hector and and rafa as well
0: absolutely man excited excited to have you on excited to grow let's uh let's continue to grow this thing showcase our yeah. showcase our sport showcase our athletes across yeah. the state so so rafa. uh
2: and real quick i'm sorry hector real quick on, ahead, ahead, on uh bro. That's so that's my Twitter handle there, STVOS 78. And then, you know, on the Instagram side, I don't have a soccer handle on there. Uh, but if, like we kind of spoke about a little bit earlier, shameless plug here is uh, I do have a little barbecue business and it's Royal Barbecue. So, but I that being said, I do support local soccer on there as well, on that page as well, as far as my stories are concerned. So that one is at Royal Barbecue and it's R O Y A L B A R B E C U E. So Royal
0: Barbecue Um is the the Instagram handle that I uh you know have as well. So if I'm hearing you right, you're you're all about soccer as long as it doesn't involve barbecue, right? Barbecue trumps soccer. Is that what you're is that what you're telling us here? Uh, it, it could go either way, you know, it depends Put you on, on what's on the spot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we, we might have Bill. to have
1: some barbecue for the for the for the bracketology, yeah. Every
0: game now, every game. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for bracketology for sure. Yeah, we'll for do a DoorDash out y'all's way. Yeah. yeah, that might have to be an in-person podcast this year, Jeff. Yeah, you know, it could a be. live, live in-person. So.
1: Out from the backyard and yeah. the barbecue pit.
0: Good. Well, he saw the pit yesterday,
2: so yeah. Good deal. Good we so might have to be out there.
0: Be on the lookout. Maybe, hey, maybe we get a, uh, maybe we get a fresh Instagram, a soccer-specific Instagram page for our newest team member here in Steve. So we'll see. More to come. More to come. So- more to come. More yeah. to come.
1: <laughs> uh, just like uh, this coming week, like I said, for San Antonio soccer roundtable, we'll have our episode on on Wednesday. Our episode two for the high school season, just a wrap up of the local San Antonio tournament showcases, some of the games I went to, and also the previews. Um, actually, probably cover the the big game tomorrow uh, between Lee and Brandeis, kind of like an overview of that, and then also the preview to the to the O'Connor-Tav game on Friday night. So you'll probably see me out there live streaming, commentating. Uh, so you know, so we're on. Like I said, the uh, the live stream will be on our Santa like Shackle Roundtable Facebook page, but you also can follow us on Twitter and also on now Instagram. We're on Instagram now. Uh, hope the teams are off the followers like the like the music <laughs> when we retweet their stuff and then we're also on, on you, gotta throw, right you gotta throw you gotta throw
0: that facebook you gotta throw that facebook page link on twitter because that seems to be like the number one question that i get it's like hey what do i search on facebook or what do i call it or and i said or or tell rafa to uh to put the facebook link on twitter you know yeah, I i'll get make that sure of that the i'll make sure that all, that. The, time, all
2: the time rafa yeah, what's so- y'all's instagram handle
1: the Instagram handle. It's uh,
2: let me get that really quick.
0: It's. Is it that SATX?
1: Yeah, I it's think it's team? SATX Soccer 210, I so believe. It Two Ten. Yeah, I thought
0: it started just, with two ten. Yeah, we just started. Yeah. We started yeah. a new one. Yeah, uh Oh, did we lose him? <laughs> Way to go, Steve. He's he, he he's an in Instagram man. You made him do research. There he is. There he okay, is. do it again, yeah. Rafa. Do
2: it
1: again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's SATX soccer 210.
0: There you, there you go. go. Instagram handle. Say that again S- one more time.
1: SATX soccer 210.
0: All right, there we go. Great job. Great job. Thank you guys. Gentlemen, this has been great. Um, thank you for being here. My, you know, my final thoughts pretty uh pretty simple. Just uh thank you uh to all the teams, all the programs, all the coaches, all the administrators, all the parents, all the volunteers. Over the last couple of weeks and you know these tournaments that take place all over the state they're uh, they're no small feat right they're no they there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes as well as the officials you know we we know where we're at in terms of the state of the game with officials as well so a lot of people have to make this happen in order for our student athletes to shine so thank you a big thank you to all of you and as we start some districts as we know have already started district play with at least one district game but not everybody across the board has started district play we won't see that r- completely really until next week but a lot of a lot of districts will start officially this week so we want to wish you <clears throat> each and every one of you the absolute best of luck cuz right now for the with the exception of the handful of districts that have already played at least a match everyone's still undefeated in district play meaning everyone still has hope everyone still has that has that shot has that opportunity so Make the most of your opportunities and uh, let's continue to grow this, you know, let's continue to grow this, uh, this brand, the coverage of it in terms of what we're doing in Texas high school soccer. So because I think I think most people would agree that uh, where we're going, the projection and how much the coverage has grown, particularly inside of the last uh, since the pandemic to now has been extraordinary. We're just excited, happy to be a, a small part of it, play a little role in it. And be able to be a part of it with uh, individuals such as rafa and steve so thank you to you all gentlemen and to our listeners to our supporters thank you for all that you do in support of us uh we continue to grow and we're grateful for that now being listened to in 45 different different countries you know smashing all of our you know daily weekly monthly <clears throat> download goals so grateful for you really truly grateful for you so Cannot cannot mention that enough. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And again, you can find us uh, on social media, on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod. Again, that's at 50 underscore 50 pod on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast. So Instagram has podcast versus pod. That's a big one. We get those mixed up all the time. And then you go on YouTube, subscribe, sign up for the notifications where you can get the live notifications of when we go live as well. So go on there. Uh, on the podcast platforms. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. Go on there, write us a review. You know, if you, uh, if you think we're great, write that we're great. If you think we stink and we need to work on that, tell us that too. You know, don't tell us that. I'm just kidding. No, put it on there. And uh, you know, so, cause we're committed to making this, uh, making the be- absolute best content that we can in support of you all in support of our support. So thank you. Uh, thank you to everybody. So until the next time, you know what to do, keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 50-50 podcast powered by College Promoters USA. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50-50pod, on Instagram at 50-50podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50-50podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.